You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review and actually comment why you like the show, why it helps you out, you know, or maybe you just like hearing about books or whatever. I don't, I don't know, man. (laughs) Just write something and give us a five-star review. It actually boosts the algorithm. It puts us in front of more men. If you think that more men should listen to this podcast, that they could actually learn something, then that's one way you can help out the show. Uh, What else can you do to help out the show? Oh, you can leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, leaving comments and hitting the like button and all that kind of stuff boosts the algorithm. It's it's amazing. Um, You know what? I talk a lot about books on this podcast too, and I've started posting a link to my recommended reading. So I went on to Amazon and I created a list of books that I feel are like life-changing type books, right? <clears throat> so these are books that um, I highly recommend. Uh, most of them are ones that I recommend reading more than once. So uh, go to the description and find that link and click on it and add some books to your cart. You know, either listen on Audible or you know buy a paperback or get the Kindle edition. I don't really care, but uh, those are books that. I highly recommend. All right. This week, joining me are two of my brothers from the UK. We have Luke on again. That's right. Luke and Paul show. But we also have an old favorite, Professor Lewis Sanderson. And uh, man, Lewis hasn't been on the podcast in almost a year at this point. Uh, When he came on, I had him come on to talk about his uh, personal you know, he, he came up with his own uh, rules of life. I can't remember what he calls them right now. Uh, code of conduct, his his personal code of conduct. And uh, so go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it already. But I mean, man, Lewis is one of the guys in the 3% Man Facebook group that, I mean, he's just a, a natural leader and he really understands the concept of frame. And that's what we're talking about today, right? The concept of maintaining frame and why frame is so important. You know, iron rule of Tomasi, uh, Rolo Tomasi's iron rule of Tomasi number one is frame is everything. And, and there's a reason for that. And a lot of guys are like, well, what, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> so Luke and Lewis join me today to talk about it. And I will bring you that conversation right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Ghostbed. You want to get laid, right? Well, she wants to be comfortable while you do it. She doesn't want the spring from your old busted mattress jabbing her in the ass. So up your bedroom game and do her on a Ghostbed. The link is in the description. Your purchase helps support the show and she's going to come back for Mo. Win-win. See what I did there? Remember, use the link in the description. Oh, You'll sleep better too, but we all know what you hornballs really care about. Do her on a ghost bed. All right, joining me are two of my brothers from the UK, Luke and Professor Lewis Sanderson. What's up, guys? What's up, bro? How are we doing? (laughs) It's been almost a year since you've been on the show, Lewis. What have you been up to, brother? Oh, why haven't I been up to? I've uh, I've been promoted. Um, I'm still with the same girl, so hey, that's that's gone well. Um, I got a hair transplant as well. Actually, I went and did that. You went and got a hair transplant. I got a hair transplant. 
Yeah. How's that working? Can't see. You can't see it now. So clearly it wasn't that good, right? <laughs> well, you can see it. You can see it a little bit. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all of that's going to fall out and it's going to come back through. So uh, I went and got that done. Uh, I'm not bothered about how I look in the short term. So I just thought, hey, do you know what? I've got a couple of grand spare. Um, and I trust the doctor who's doing it. Seen loads of good results out there. I thought, do you know what? I'll give it a go. And if worst comes to worst, I'll go bold. I've been bold before and yeah, I'm cool with that. So uh, yeah, let's just see if it works out. You know, I decided to go with, um, you know, Dr. Robert Glover and uh, Chris Canwell and Rich Cooper's advice. And I'm just, I'm just buzzing my shit now. I just cut yeah, it yeah. fucking short as hell. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. I'm going to go for the Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important you go one way or the other. Yeah. So, so like if this if this doesn't come through and I still got this little wiggly bit, then I'll just I'll clip it all off and, and that'd be that. Yeah. But I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. See, see if it works. You know, because it regrows. It regrows properly. It's your it's your own hair, and um, I've got thick hair at the back of my head and here. I'm not thinning at the crown. Um, yeah. I've not got my Moroccan mother to thank for that. So I've got this thick arabic hair on the rest of my head it's just this bit here so I thought, yeah let's give it a go see if it works you know yeah 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 that sounds good yeah I, I one thing i do not recommend to guys that are that have a receding hairline is uh in a, in a, in a, they talk about it in atomic attraction is uh using rogaine right using oh, right. minoxidil because that lowers your testosterone it, yeah. it it fucks up your testosterone and and i'd much rather have a rock hard dick than uh yeah. hair because you could you could buzz your head chicks or chicks dig the buzzed head look so you know yeah no it's true i'd fully agree with that uh, minoxidil and finasteride both can have uh, really sketchy side effects like that and uh that's another reason why i i went and had it done because thankfully in my case i don't need to take them because they don't think my hair is going to recede back any further than here. So I was like, okay, I don't need to have any permanent medication. Hopefully it's just the case of get the transplant done. That's it. Yeah. Um, if it works, cool. If it doesn't, I'm clipping it all off anyway. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Luke, Luke was just on a couple of weeks ago talking about the law of attraction. What have you been up to brother? Um, what have I been up to? I've, I've gone back to work again. Um, I've been doing a lot of improvements on the business, charging people a lot more, getting much stricter with the terms and conditions, which is basically frame control and it's working. And so we're going to go into that today. Um, what else have I been up to? Um, doing a lot of work on my health and I'm doing a revamp on the six pack abs video. Yeah, my man. So uh, before we get any further, do you guys like my shirt? Yes. You guys can get one uh, in my merch store. The link's in the description. All right. <laughs> so like, like, like Luke said, we're talking about uh, frame control today and how frame is everything. Um, an iron rule of Tomasi number one is frame is everything. Always be aware of the subconscious balance of whose frame in which you are operating. Always control the frame but resist giving the impression that you are. Yeah. Now there's a reason it's number one on Rolo's, Rolo's list. Luke, why do you think that is? I think that frame is everything. And I think that it's one of the things that most guys get wrong. And I think that, it's something that society has been taking away from, from men for a long, long time, a huge amount of time. Um, and it can be very dangerous when it's put in the wrong hands. All right. Lewis, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the root of everything we do uh, when it comes to dating. It's the most important thing, right? Uh, my outlook, and it's slightly different, I suppose, to Tomasi, my outlook is that the relationship is the woman's idea and the woman's goal, right? So I suppose I'm a bit more true to Corey Wayne on that. Whereas the man's goal is to go out there and achieve and achieve all of the things that he wants to accomplish in life. Um, being settled down in a relationship, yes, it's a nice uh, concept, but it's a thing that goes alongside of his goals in life. So I think that 
if you have the true abundance mindset of I don't need a relationship, I don't, you know, even particularly want a relationship. It's just a nice thing to have on top of everything I've got. If you have that kind of mindset, then guess what? Frame control is so much easier because you're building it on a strong foundation from that point on. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I would, you know, it's funny, the more I study the, these guys, right, Corey and, and, and uh, Rollo, the more their concepts are really quite similar. I mean, if you look at, at, at Corey's uh, book anyway, um, not necessarily his, his podcast where he's got women on and he's asking their, uh, their advice, but, but as far as, as far as, you know, it shouldn't be the man's idea to, to get, to push for a relationship. Like Rolo talks about that all the time, you know, that that's not, what men should be doing. Um, I look at this thing, like the reason why it's such an important thing is because every guy, like most guys are grow, like we're, we grow up in this blue pill mindset where we're trying to get validation from women. We're trying to get approval from women. And therefore we're usually as men stepping into women's frame a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that never works out a lot. Of, that's why I would say there's, like 50% divorce rate, at least in the United States. I don't know what it is in the UK, but the people like, I don't think women are happy at the end of the day because men don't have that strong frame. Also, you're not actually in control of your own life. If you're operating in someone else's frame, they are taking control of your life. They dictate where we're going, what we're doing, and even how you see yourself. And the key to frame is the way that you view yourself, the mental point of origin of whose needs you think of. When faced with a decision, man with frame will think about his needs first before the needs of someone else. Whereas a man without frame, the beta male, will think about the woman's needs or everybody else's needs. And these are the same kinds of people who will end up going in and shooting a school or something because they've spent their whole life pleasing everybody apart from themselves. Think about that. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> Lewis, uh, I would consider you one of the 3% man group's former, foremost experts on frame. So can so we've been talking about it a little bit so far, but a lot of people ask, like, what is frame? Can you, yeah. can you break that down? Yeah, sure. So frame is uh, the environment and the vibe that you control when you are interacting with women who you are attracted to. That's what frame is. Um, either you control the frame or the frame controls you. It's simple as that. Um, so if you find yourself itching for words, you find yourself in a bit of a desperate state, you find that you're needy for a certain outcome and you become very outcome focused, um, that is you submitting to the frame of the environment of which you are in. If you are unaffected by the outcome of the vibe of the situation that you are in with said female, then you are in control of the frame. Um, The word control is something that if you make a TikTok video about dating and you're a man and you mention the word control, you're automatically a fucking misogynist. (laughs) I just own it now. I just own it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 So, so, So control... Control is a word that men will relate to. You know, women may not necessarily need to like to hear it, but if you're in control of the frame and you own it and you're very relaxed and you're unaffected by the outcome and you're not desperate of a need, then that is a good start of having good frame. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always look at it like it's essentially your own way of thinking, right? And if someone in your life can influence how you think, then you're operating in their frame. Yeah. Would you agree, Luke? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing, you know, we are always being told by people what to do, where to go, how to think, how to speak, and how to live our lives. You know, a big part of frame is not is is knowing your worth and your value as a man. And some cases that might mean you have to elevate your life a little bit. And knowing that you are good enough without those people and not needing and being attached to people anymore. That might be family members. That might be friends. That might be, you know, it's like in Bristol, a lot of people don't fucking have cars. And so therefore they need me to get their left home at night. Now, who's got the frame? If I walk away, they're fucked. They can't get home afterwards. 
You know, these people need me more than I need them. So the, the, the idea of frame is to have as much freedom and power in your own life and to know your own value and be okay to lose somebody. Whoever needs the other person more is the person who uh, has the least power, who doesn't have the frame. So the one who's reacting to the other person. So it's cause and effect. The one who sits there and says something and then the other person responds and reacts and gets sort of affected or triggered by something, whoever's reacting the least. So whoever's the cause instead of the effect, you know, it's, it's, it is the one, the one with the power. The one who's got the frame is the one who is, who is more willing to walk away, who is, as Lewis said, who is less needy. And in order to do that, you have to see yourself as the prize. You have to see yourself, your life as a life worth joining and worth having, a life worth being a part of, and something that you can very easily pull away from anyone who doesn't meet the standards that you set. Yeah, I agree with that. What, why is it, uh, why is having a strong masculine frame so important in a relationship with a, with a woman, Luke? Um, it's very, very important because um, females are typically, they, they need security. They need a man to be confident. They need you to be the, the non-reactive rock and to take the lead um, and to protect them, to make them feel safe. So if you're reacting to her and you need her more than she needs you, you're always seeking her approval, trying to trying to get into her frame all the time, and she can easily manipulate and control you, then that means that everyone else can manipulate and control you and she doesn't feel safe. So you have to be able to pass her tests and you have to be able to draw healthy boundaries and really, really stick to your word. And, you know, there has to be consequences in order for someone to respect you. There has to be consequences of disrespecting you. Yeah. So what I, the, the, the bit that I prepared my speech for today was setting boundaries. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that. I wanted to ask, I'm going to unmute you, Lewis. There was a little bit of feedback, whatever Luke's talking. So, um, why do you think it's it's important for men to have a strong masculine frame? I think the key thing, regardless of the day and age we live in, is that you're more masculine than the woman is. You know, a lot of girls won't speak their minds truly on this, but the evidence on it is clear. Women, straight women, don't want to be with a guy who is less masculine than them. Okay, it doesn't turn them on, doesn't make them feel safe, it doesn't get their hormones working all nicely, it doesn't make them think, oh, I want to have kids with that guy, okay? It just, it does not equate to anything that is good and useful in a uh, sophisticated relationship. So for that reason, I think it's, it's vital. That makes a lot of sense. You know, there's a lot of women that really identify with their masculine, and I think a lot of that is, you know, modern, modern social programming, and they can't find a guy that's more masculine than them. So they're not truly happy. And the thing is guys that are really masculine that identify with their masculine also don't want to deal with women like that, you know, cause it's uh, there's plenty of women that are in their feminine that are much easier to deal with. And you don't have to constantly try to break those walls down. You know, it's exhausting. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not dealing with your bullshit. I'm going to, I'm going to date. Uh, you know, this chick over here who's, you know, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. well, that's that's the classic miscommunication between men and women in this um, modern day and age, isn't it? You get mm -hmm. the women who say men can't handle a woman that's this, that, the other. And it's like, look, the men can't handle it. They just don't they just don't want it. They just don't find it attractive. You know, why would we find it attractive? You know, is it so hard to believe that, you know. XY chromosome people find XX chromosome people attractive. So therefore, we generally find characteristics to match those chromosomes attractive, you know, not the polar opposite. I, I, you know, the world's completely fallen on its head, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I, I was on the streets the other day walking through Bristol and I heard two girls say, and I think they said it for my benefit, they said, we shouldn't bow down to boys. Boys should bow down to us or something like that. And I, I was just tempted to be like, no, because if you get that, you're going to hate it. You will resent it. Like, why, why, why do you think that? Why, why is it 
that women you know they're like oh yes most men can't handle a strong independent woman and you know i want a man who's gonna beg and qualify to me and it's like no you don't or you yeah. wouldn't be 45 and single there's there's a you know women say they want certain things women think they want certain things and then there's things that women actually respond to and i don't think they actually respond to being the boss bitch in the relationship no there's 10, David Diada says that there are 10% of women are, do have a masculine core and they want a guy with a feminine core. Now in my life, in all 32 years of being alive, I have seen that work once, once, only once. And even that relationship failed where there was a guy with a genuine feminine core who liked to be told what to do and a genuinely masculine woman. But that woman was giving that guy a lot of shit and given him a lot of abuse and you know it, it was toxic so even that statistic i'm not even sure that works i'm not even sure that's true okay so does anyone ever has anyone ever seen that work and have actual genuine sexual desire for each other yeah i don't know what's going on in the bedroom there <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I, I can't say that i i, I know for sure I, I have seen it work amongst certain people of certain character types um you get a lot of them in the LGBTQX uh, community, you know, and I'm not saying this to bash them each to their own. Um, but I've seen it, if you want to say work, I've seen it function, shall we say. Um, in terms of work, in terms of, you know, them getting married, having children, have, bringing them up without huge mental health issues and all this other kind of stuff. No, I, I've not seen it work. Um, there's, there's always something, you know, flawed in it if you will in the terms of um mental well-being you know there's always been mental health problems going on um i know one guy here's a quick sad story who i uh, occasionally play golf with um occasionally being the key word he has uh me he suffers from me uh if that's true or not i don't know uh he's 48 his uh partner if you want, we want to call her uh, his partner he's been with her for about 10 years okay she already has kids they're not his they're in a polyamorous relationship okay whereby she invites guys over to fuck upstairs while he's downstairs looking after her kids he doesn't work and he's entirely dependent on her and he's a I cuck cannot, yeah i cannot hand on heart say that guy's happy i mean i want him to be um but he's constantly doubting himself not knowing what to do he's questioned taking his own life several times um, it's sad. It's awful, you know, but the guy is a nice guy. He's, he's a, a genuinely nice guy. If you, if you met him and spoke to him, you think, yeah, what a cool dude, you know, I'll go and have a beer with him. But what does that mean in the grand scheme of life? You know, there's so many guys fall into this nice guy shit. It, we're not saying don't be a nice guy, but, you know, nice is like a default setting. What, I mean, what the fuck does it mean? This guy's a nice guy. Does anyone want his life? Fuck no, it sucks. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. you, you, I was going. I was going to step in there and say you, you mentioned the LGBT uh, community, Lewis. Uh, I mean, they're not my demographic at all, but I will speak to that because uh, Luke brought up David Data, and David Data brings it up in in uh, the way of the superior man that there has to be a polarity in the relationship, right? Like a masculine and feminine energy, and. The LGBT community actually understands that quite well. That's why there's the whole idea of butch and femme, uh, top and bottom and shit, you know, because they, they understand the concept of polarity much better, I think, than modern social programming allows uh, heterosexual people to believe, you know, yeah. so... Uh, I, yeah. I digress. Uh, I was going to say, no, no, like, I mean, as I say, I, you know, obviously I'm a university lecturer, so I, I see a lot of people in that community and, uh, you know, I, I do, I do support, you know, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to identify as. But my key question to some of them is how does any of this benefit you get what you want in life? You know, okay. You identify as this, you identify as that. Okay. Well, what, what does that mean? You, you, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what, what the fuck does that actually mean? <laughs> you know, well, what, what, what you identify has doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. It's what you do, you know, and especially, especially as a man, what you do matters so much. Okay. Because, yes, you know, good looking guys, they might have access to more things, but it's, do you know why women like them? It's because there's an inherent 
programming inside them that says this guy looks a certain way, which means he could be capable of doing X, Y, and Z. And guess what? If they find out he's not capable of making the woman feel like X, Y, and Z, then she's not interested anymore. Okay? <laughs> so it's all down to action as blokes. If you can't, if you can't make shit happen, you're a fucking shit male. Sorry, you are. That's, that's the blunt truth. Yeah. Yeah, we are providers. We are here. We are, you know, your life as a man is a gift to the world. You are here to give and credibility is everything as a man, which is why things like, you know, this is why you can't actually be a bad person. You have to be a good man, not a spineless nice guy. And you have to, you know, you have to provide, you have to give as a man, you have to bring value to the table. Otherwise, you know, you, you basically don't exist. You're basically invisible. And that can be, you know, for some men, that's a curse, but for others, it's a blessing. It's a real opportunity. I think, you know, I think hypergamy is a wonderful thing. It's a great opportunity. It's who it's, it's the way men have been throughout history biologically. And they always fucking will be like just like all the people who are complaining about it it's only a problem because you were told otherwise you were told that it wasn't about what we can do this is the chance to get in the greatest shape of your life follow my shit this is a chance to get skills this is a chance to become socially incredible and i can i can vouch for what lewis said about being good looking because i get so much attention but the amount of times i've gone over there and and entertained the attention and then said one dumb thing and it's all in its game over and the fat guy in the corner has now just taken over with his you know high energy the guy at the pool table who's like oh, i'm going to kick everyone's ass kind of thing you are a sexy son of a bitch luke that's that's for sure so <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, you did a, a really great video for the group recently on, on how to maintain frame and gain respect from the ladies. Um, the first thing that you said in there is that 90% of problems can be eradicated or avoided with good frame control. Why is that? I got it. You got to unmute. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, good. Good frame control will eradicate 90% of the problems. And the reason for that is that you're not in a desperate state. When you're not in a desperate state, women feel it. They feel comfortable around you. And once again, I'll, I'll, I'll use the science to back me up, okay? As far as we're concerned, man has walked the earth for 180,000 years, right? That's what we predict, as we are now, as uh, homo sapiens. All right? Now... Only for so many hundred years have we changed the dynamic in which we live, okay? So much of it has been dependent on the man being the rock in the relationship, if you will, I'm speaking metaphorically, okay? So when you show signs that deviate from that, woman stops feeling secure around you, okay? Now, this isn't something she constant, she, you know, consciously thinks about. It's something that she subconsciously feels, all right? And I see so many guys get this wrong, okay? If your woman's shouting at you, she's being aggressive, shouting at her back isn't going to work, crying certainly isn't going to work. That's something that a lot of guys don't want to bloody hear in this day and age, you know? Um, the way to go about it, or the way I have gone about it before, if I've gone over to, you know, my partner's house because she's not been feeling great, I said, cool, don't worry, I'll come over. I'll bring over a bottle of wine. I'll bring over some food. And I come to the front door. She lets me in. And um, I just stand there and I look at her and she's like, do you want to sit down? And I was like, no, not until something happens. And she says, what do you mean? And I'm like, come here, babe. <laughs> and she's like, what? No, you're in trouble. And I was like, yeah, come here, give me a kiss. I was like, we'll talk about it. But bullshit over, give me a kiss. Come on, you look beautiful, give me a kiss. What's up? Come here, gorgeous. You know, I start fucking about. You know, that's this is what I'm talking about. It's stuff like that. But a lot of guys don't have the balls to do that anymore. They're like, are you joking? If I do that, I'm going to lose her. I'm going to lose her. And I'm like, why the fuck are you scared if you're going to lose her? I'm like, you know, no disrespect but to her, but she's going to age worse than you. She wants to have kids. She wants to get married. Do you, is getting kids and, and getting married top of your priority list as a man? Because if it is, newsflash, you, you, you've probably got the wrong mindset on life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. That makes a lot of sense. So what you, one of the things you also said in the video, you, you broke down three different rules. So we'll go down each one here. Rule one is to be happy, comfortable, or cool with the idea that every woman will not approve of you, be attracted to you, etc. cetera. What, what did you mean by, by all that? Yeah. So 
a lot of guys aren't ever cool with that. You know, I mean, everyone falls into it. They kind of get into the mindset of doubt, you know, and they, they start to think, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't work out with her, that's my only chance. It's the only ever chance I'm going to have of getting a woman this hot or, you know, I, I could be on my own forever. And it's just like, hang on. Well, why the fuck does that scare you? You know, why does that scare you? And you know what? As men, we have a horrible habit of letting our subconscious imagination control our reality. You know, now I'll use I'll use golf as a term to keep it really simplistic, right? Loads of guys panic when they're teeing off in front of people. Okay. When really, if they go and deliberately hit a ball into the water right by them and no one reacts and they carry on their day not giving a fuck, they're like, hang on, I was really anxious about that. And the worst thing happened and I didn't die. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, a, it's like a weird reality. But as guys, we kind of fool ourselves into believing that, you know, if, if, if said woman walks away, that's it. That means every woman's never going to find us attractive again. And so what? Guess what? Even if no woman found you attractive again and you could still enjoy your life, can you imagine how fearless you would be, how in control of the frame you would be? You know, that's what I mean when I say that 90% of the problems can be solved just by having that mindset, you know, that kind of fearlessness. Yeah. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, absolutely. That, that, the, the basis of all frame does come down to knowing your worth and and being totally okay with either losing the girl or never having the girl. So many guys are scared of losing, of losing a hot girl or losing a, any girl, or they're terrified of not having her. And, you know, people have said to me, oh, you can't say that because she might leave you. Or, oh, you can't lay down these boundaries because, you know, for example, before I start a relationship, I always lay down every boundary. Same with, with my housemate agreement. When I was interviewing them, we had 40 people viewing this house. We had 40 people viewing this house here. Rooms in Bristol now are gold dust. And so I sat back in my chair and said, I am going to be as picky as I fucking like. There are 40 of you here. And I will only take people who pass all of this, who meet all my criteria. And I was like, I need this, 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 this. And I got the agreement before they came in. Surprise, surprise. This is the best agreement I've ever had because these people have already signed up and advanced to the things that they, you know, that, um, that I want. They have agreed to it. And in most cases, they are that kind of person anyway, or they wouldn't join up. And it's the same with women. So we've been dating non-exclusively. I've got the girl emotionally hooked on me. She now wants the relationship. And I say, okay, if we're going to do this, I need it to be done this way. I need these boundaries to be in place. And people are terrified. They, they shit themselves when they hear what I say. There is no nightclubs. There's no crowded bars where people are chatting each other up. She's, no, none of those girls' nights are happening. That's not happening. There is no male friends one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe in a group, that's fine, but not one-on-one, -on -one, like in each other's houses. No contact with exes. No dancing with other guys. All of that's off the table. And everybody has agreed to it. And everybody has stuck to it. Since the girl who cheated on me, everybody did it. And, and if they even went slightly across the line, they knew they'd done wrong and they would apologize to me immediately or whatever. But nobody ever did. Do you know what I mean? They didn't even touch the line. Yeah. But guys say, oh, but what if she doesn't do it? Well, then I carry on. Yeah, there's another. There's always another chick out there, man. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You decide between you or whatever it is they want. So okay, so she wants to hang around with her male friends. That's fine. Then she's chosen them. She's mm -hmm. gonna cheat anyway if she does that. So you make her decide. Okay, you get to decide. It's girls' night out or it's me. I'm not telling you. And I said in a relationship when there when I was in a rocky relationship, mm -hmm. I said to her, I didn't say you can or can't do this. I said I can't control you but I can control me. And if you do that, I'm ending the relationship. Surprise, surprise. She complied. My man. Uh, <laughs> not abuse. I mean, the yeah. weak man, the weak simps on yeah. some of those forums said that's abuse. That's not abuse. That's it's just not abuse. It's, it's boundaries. Um, yeah. 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 One, one thing I put out a video the other day talking about uh, mentality men need to have, and that is they need to, they need to have the ability to lovingly detach from the relationship that they're in yeah, and be able to set those boundaries. And if like she continues to test those boundaries, 
you know, continues to maybe be disrespectful or whatever. Like you need to have that mentality that you're not afraid to walk away at any minute, you know? Yeah. It's like the the movie Heat, you know? <laughs> you got you gotta have that that mindset. Now and something has to happen when they do cross the line. Yeah, there's gotta be consequences. There's gotta be consequences. Lewis, um, you said that you think that most guys uh in the three percent man group lied to themselves about that right being cool with being able to walk away being cool with not needing women's approval what do you think why do you think most guys lie to themselves about it i think they lie to themselves because their behavior shows otherwise and we trust actions not words right um (laughs) they say they say all of this but then the problems that they seem to have later down the line um they always dive into areas of gray it's never clean cut and simple it's always, you know, been with my girl for two years. We've been having arguments recently. Now she's going out with her girlfriends a lot, so like nightclubs, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, am I wrong for letting her go out, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they get all screwed up and the base principle is the same. And it's like, look, dude, there's no such thing really as letting her. I mean, what, what do you mean by letting her? What, have you got her in a fucking cage and, you know, you're, you're opening the door and, and letting her out? Um, no. Okay, if she wants to go, she's going to go. But what you can say is, hey, look, I don't want to be with someone who goes out clubbing all the time. That's not my idea of a relationship. So um, how about we keep this casual, you know, and we open up to other people? You know, say that. Say that. But do many guys have the balls to say that? No, because they think, oh, I'll lose her. And the question comes back again, why the fuck are you afraid of losing her? And they say, well, you know, because I love her, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, actually, you love the idea of what she could be. You don't love what this is at the moment. You don't love this behavior at the moment, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I've, I've had talks even with my, my, my current girlfriend and, you know, God bless, everything's gone great so far. But of course, you know, you get a little uh, miscommunications here and there and whatnot. And um, I've, you know, I've sat down with, with her a couple of times and you know i've just said yeah you know these are some of the things i don't i don't particularly love you know and uh she's given me feedback she said yeah you know i'm not a big fan of this either and i've not been like okay cool let's work at it you know but there's been times where she's been a bit upset you know and she said oh well i don't think it's fair that you like these kind of things that you, you know you don't like these kind of things and i feel that i'm being blah blah and i said look no one should be demonized for how they feel all right it shouldn't be <laughs> okay I'm not, I'm, I'm never demonized how you feel. If you feel a certain way about me, cool. I, I fully support it. You know, this is how freedom works. All right. This is the real concept. This is why the whole idea when women say they don't like controlling men, it's like, okay, well, in what way is the guy actually fully controlling? You know, you, you can always walk away. If you're a real strong independent woman, you've got the option of walking away like we do. If he's physically beating the living fucking shit out of you, then that's a different story. You know, yeah. wholly against that, of course, but. Yeah. And at which point she should walk away. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and she should tell someone for sure, because that's dangerous as fuck, obviously. Now, now we're really getting into frame. Now we're in. Now this is the point now where I'm like, yes, this is the kind of frame control that we really needed to get into. You know, who owns the power, who can walk away from who or, you know, or even collaborative, like what you're talking about. And, you know, what control really means. It's control of your own fucking life. That's what it is. But yeah. how many actually have the you know frame control is you know the fact that I, I can walk out that door right now I can leave well if I was you know say staying with my friend who was paying my bills for me um and you know who was driving me everywhere because I didn't have my own car I didn't have my own job and I was living on his couch can I walk away from that guy no whereas you know I'm, am I in that position now you know, am I in the position in my own life to walk away? It, do I have the control and power over my own life? And a lot of these guys don't. The The big one that stuck out to me was a guy who said, my girlfriend's being bit bitchy and cold with me. And I mentioned it to her. I asked her about it. And she said, I'm overreacting. You don't fucking ask. You say, hey, I don't like these behaviors. If this behaviors continue, we're done. I'm going back to my life. I'm because I'm happy. My life is good. I don't need that. And I don't want that. And I won't tolerate that. If this continues even like a second longer, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Understand this. You're yeah. going to learn. Well, I was going to, I think, I think the way you said that just there sort of brings us into Lewis's rule number two here, which is never lose your shit with women. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, never, ever, ever. And you know what? Uh, I suppose this was about to so say kind of nicely comes in here as well. A lot of uh, misinformation, I think, in the Red Bull community says that guys should never apologize. Look, it's perfectly fine to apologize. All right. Okay. I gave an example just there of my current girlfriend where, you know, she said something was unfair. And I was like, look, fairness has got nothing to do with it. Guess what? She's told me a couple of times I shouldn't have done something. I sat back, I thought about it, and I've been like, do you know what? You're right. I fucked up there. My bad. Sorry. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with doing that. If you well, own it, if you yeah. own it, you say it once, and that is and that is it. You know, but you don't you don't lose your shit. Once again, this is frame control. You know, I talk to her like I'm talking to you guys now. I'm not pissed off or anything. You know, I'm a, I'm a man who's confident in my ability. Okay. Everyone who knows me and is around me, they know in the back of their head, they think. Lewis is fucking hard. If, if Lewis lost a shit with me, it wouldn't be a case of I'd be knocked out. It'd be a case of I'd be fucking dead. Okay. There wouldn't be a tomorrow. Okay. Now, whether or not that's true is neither here nor there, but the point is that they feel it and I've not got angry. I've not lifted a finger. Okay. That's respect. Men need to have respect more than they need to have this love, this fairy tale love that, you know, women talk about to each other. That's, that's the bottom line truth. Yeah, there has to be consequences to your whatever you say you're going to do. So one of the things that I discovered myself, which is when I was dating the lawyer, actually, I know that was a shit show, that story in the end. But one thing I noticed is that I always if I say I'm going to call at eight, I would call the moment the clock strikes eight or at the last second of, of 7.59. And just that very part is already telling you that I'm a man who does what he says he's going to do. Is that going to be the man who punches back when you punch me? Fuck right it is. Fuck yeah it is. It communicates everything you need to know about me. When I say I'm going to do something, I fucking do it. And that is so important as a man. You can't sit down and play video games all day and eat chips. You can't be a man who says he's going to do something and doesn't do it. And apologies, as you say. So if you say sorry all the time, you know, you, 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 as you say, you have to apologize if you fucked up and you have to own it. Do you say it just once or you say, I apologize. But if they keep going at you, that's when you then have to lock their boundary and go, right, I don't want to hear it again. One, I don't want to hear another word about it. But it's when people continuously say sorry and admit fault that they then frame themselves as a victim and they are giving the frame away and submitting and basically bending over and allowing themselves to be shafted. Yeah, so that, yeah. as you say, that one sincere apology, I realized that I did X, Y, Z. I should not have done. And I imagine that it upset you in X, Y, Z way. And you, you literally, you know, give them exactly the, give them what they want, how to win friends and influence people. You apologize immediately. You own up when you fucked up and own it. Yeah. But if you keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Or if you wait till you've been backed in the corner and you wait till everybody's found the evidence that it was you who did it, then you're fucked. And if you keep apologizing, you're fucked. You say immediately, ah, yeah, actually, I got that wrong. My bad, blah, 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 blah. And then actually, if you apologize immediately, people will usually start defending you. Go, no, no, it's not that bad. I'm sure you didn't mean it. Well, you know, uh, I think Christopher Canwell in Atomic Attraction says it really well, right? Like you shouldn't apologize for things that aren't out of your control. A lot of guys are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, or, or something bad happens to someone else. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like you, <laughs> you know, like you shouldn't be apologizing for shit that's totally out of your control, but you should absolutely apologize and own stuff when you genu genuinely fuck up. And even then you should say, I apologize as opposed to saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think, you know, it also, I think if you listen to, uh, I think like real experts in the red pill, not just like people that brand themselves as red pill, you know, like the toxic shit you find online. Uh, yeah. but guys that genuinely understand it and they're pushing it as a way to, for men to better themselves. One of the things they say is it's not really necessarily about not apologizing. It's more about owning your shit and not explaining yourself and trying to defend yourself all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah carry on. Oh, I was going to say uh, another thing, a part of, uh, Lewis's rule number two here about never losing your shit that he said really good though, is, um, it's better, you know, cause sometimes like men, you know, we try to say like, we're rational, we're not emotional, but sometimes we're fucking emotional. Right. So one of the things he said was you're better off having one outburst and then, you know, then pouring out your feelings. So like you, you yell like, fuck, this is bullshit or whatever, but then controlling it, reeling it back in. Is that what you were trying to explain? 
Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, hundred percent, absolutely. You know, so of course, look, when things are really, really bad, you you are you are gonna you are gonna flip, okay? You are gonna you know lash out, all right? But you you lash out at an inanimate object. You obviously don't make it, you know, your, your partner or anything like that. You just you know you shout so they 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 feel the you know they they feel the firm, they feel the the, the power. They feel, you know, your masculine core, but then you show the control. If you can't control it, then they don't, they stop viewing you in the way that you want to be viewed. They view you as something totally bad. Now, the red pill community will say, oh, they don't view you as a legitimate man or whatever. Women don't consciously think about shit like that, okay? They don't put it into the words that a lot of people in the menosphere community use, which is why when you do TikTok videos talking about all of this kind of male stuff you'll get women hating in the comments because it's because of the words you use but the feeling the thing you're referring to it's there in full it's there in full they fucking they fucking know it you know yeah but I, yeah, I, I deep down they know. yeah yeah exactly exactly i mean to bring it to what uh, luke's talking about there yeah um i agree in 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 terms of you know um, the whole concept of uh, being sorry and uh, saying sorry and my my kind of take on it is is that I apologize for what I sincerely think I've done wrong. Okay, that's it. However, if I'm in a situation where I know full well, full well, after thinking about it, being relaxed, that I haven't done one fucking thing wrong, all right? But what I've said has upset you. You know, I've, I've had a, several situations. I had a situation oh, years and years ago now where um, um, it wasn't a girlfriend or anything, but it was a girl in our group. Um, later I was told that she actually fancied me I didn't know anything about it um, and I wasn't interested anyway <laughs> but um, you know she, she flipped over over something that I, that I said she posted a photo of her dressed up in a you know a mermaid swimwear and bear in mind she's 29 you know, she's not a fucking kid anyway so, 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 I, so I laughed and I was like oh you're tall you know kind of thing just because she's a friend I was having a bit of banter and she lost her shit at me She's like, oh, what if I laughed at you, Lewis, going to the gym and blah, blah, you wouldn't like it, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, you'll never find, you never find a woman that likes you, et cetera, et cetera. So, do you know what? They always throw that at me. They always throw that at you. And I'm just like, why the fuck do you think that being alone matters? I'm like, if you walked in my shoes, my fucking mum left me when I was three and I still love my mum. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just, I don't give a fuck, you know? Um, but they, they always throw that out there. And do you know what her friends said? They said, can't you just apologize so that it's, it's all fine because, you know, you've upset her? And I was like, actually, no, why should I? I've done nothing wrong. And if I apologize for doing nothing wrong, what does that do? It just, all it does is facilitate her insanity. It just makes her more fucked up and more insane. And it minimizes her chance of finding another decent bloke called fucker and marry her. So what's the point? And yeah, and that's going to then lower your status as well. And it will also open you up to more attacks. And you also now acknowledging her frame instead of you're now in her frame instead of your own frame. When somebody says something really fucking stupid to you, one of the greatest things you can do is just not even reply. Because if you reply to it, sometimes now you're already engaged with it. So you either you're either going to not respond to it or you can give them that look. Just look them in the eyes and hold the silence. Now, they have created tension now and let them break their own tension. And often if you do that, people will then start explaining themselves. Well, I didn't mean it like that. I actually meant it like this. And the other or, of course, the other thing you can do is is to, you know, rip them apart with a comeback to reframe with a good comeback. So it's either we don't even acknowledge it and just carry on doing what we're doing or saying what we're saying. Like when someone says something dumb or stupid or they ask a pretty personal question that they shouldn't be asking and you just completely ignore it or look them in the eye and raise your eyebrows slightly like, really? Um, or, or you have a really good comeback that completely changes it. So from when someone says something fucking stupid, you know, if someone insults you, you know, you can be like, oh, thank you. That's really sweet of you. Like, oh, you can misinterpret it. Like, did you just say my hairline is the greatest hairline you've ever seen? Did you say you love my abs? <laughs> oh, you guys are the reason I'm here. There was people road raging at me in my last relationship when I was driving back with the girl next to me. Someone was beeping the horn at me. And what I said was I said something like, oh, did he just say my did he just say I'm the most handsome man in Bristol? And then I was like, oh, thank you. You are the reason I'm here. And the girl was just laughing, laughing so much. And I was like, aren't these people great? You know, so you can misinterpret 
you can agree and amplify your weird. Yeah, I'm I'm batshit fucking crazy. Like, what are you talking about? You don't even know that. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me something else. What water's wet? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the key thing there is is that you know, as as men who are trying to be the better versions of ourselves, we never argue to win. All right, or, or, or we never debate to win. We we talk, we reason to get them to understand us. You know. And uh, I, I I'm trying to think of a, a scenario. I had quite a memorable one when, in regards to road rage. Um, you know, the guy thought I cut him up. I totally didn't, etc. He beeped and he pulled up next to me in the lane next to me. I could see him winding his window down. He was about to say something, and I couldn't think of anything to do. So I just started to pretend cry, and I was like, <laughs> like, like that. And, and, and all of a sudden, he just started pissing himself up, and he's like, <laughs> and he just carried on driving. <laughs> you know so very quickly that kind of got across the point of fucking hell mate is it the end of the world if either of us collided with each other no who cares just have a laugh and get on by days you know so he was in a good mood I was in a good mood and I you know I was just thinking fuck that came naturally you know that weird kind of shit came naturally but I knew what he was thinking in that moment and he probably knew what I was thinking you know so <laughs> we we debate and we converse to get people to understand us we don't do it to win we don't give a fuck about winning you know yeah that makes sense so let's go into uh the last rule here your rule number three which is never tolerate disrespect and you said uh if they disrespect you you can you can tell them and be firm but you have to be calm about it yeah yeah 100 percent. you know once again being calm is the is the, is the key thing if, if you're a calm guy that solves so much stuff in, in relationships you know women don't really like these these guys that are kind of hyper and all over the place. They might when they're younger, but, you know, once again, the second their baby making hormones kick in and all that shit, no, no, they, they, don't, they don't necessarily like that as, as much as they like the calm guy. Um, so, yeah, if if you are being disrespected, you know, by your, your partner, by your woman, then, yeah, you, you do need to call them out on it. You do need to say firmly, concisely, in as few words as possible, all right? And you don't say anything until they apologize you remove yourself, you, you stay nice and quiet. Um, and, you know, if they, if they never apologize and it's still a problem and they keep on doing it, then you remove yourself from the situation. You don't, you don't tell them that you're breaking out of them for that reason. You just you stop giving them the attention. Women need your attention. They need your attention much more than we need theirs, I assure you. Yeah. So. And I always say, you know, if you're still in the room with someone who's disrespecting you, disrespecting you i'm sorry but you're, you're a simp unless you live with them if you're still in the room with them when someone's being rude to you you've just trained them that you're a piece of worthless shit your attention means nothing because it's not hard to get you're not going to lose it and you know like fuck this guy has no boundaries he has no standards he's a nobody so she's going to shag the postman she's going to shag the postman if she knows that, you, that she can disrespect you and you're just going to stay there You've got to remove yourself. You've got to leave. Yeah. You know, at the very That's least, it. get in your car, go get some late night fucking Taco Bell and uh, listen to a podcast in the parking lot and just remove yourself from from her presence. Right. Like, don't give her that attention. Be like, you know what? Even if you, you know, if you live with her, that's an option. You can say, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to step out for a little bit. I can't be here with you right now and fucking walk out. She will rethink what she was thinking about. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's it. You know, and once again, this to anyone who's listening to this, men, women, whatever you identify as included, this is not, this is not manipulated, manipulative behavior. It's not. Okay. It's freedom of fucking will. Both sexes can do it. I mean, you know, everyone can do it. It is pure freedom of will. Okay. There is no law on what you like and what you don't like. Okay. That, that is completely down to you. And if you don't like it, guess what? As an adult, it's fully down to you to have the accountability to remove yourself from that situation. If, if you know, if it's reached a point where you no longer care for it. Yeah. You know? So that's if, it. if she, if you walk away and she doesn't chase, then she's told you what you mean to her anyway. And she's fucking the postman. <laughs> God, that fucking postman. And she's fucking Derek, the postman. So she has told you if she doesn't come running, if she doesn't and you lose her, great then she showed you her hand. Mm-hmm. 
She's shown you because she runs after you because I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I'll do anything. Please let me get, please give me another chance. She likes you. If you run away and stop messaging her, you know, if you remove yourself and you go quiet and she doesn't chase, well, there you go. She didn't want you anyway. Yeah. You, you, must, you must have a load of first class stamps in your uh, wallet there, Luke, I think. <laughs> so let me, uh, I think we're almost at an hour here. So let me wrap up with this idea uh, that we can t- chat about. If you've, let's say you're in a, an LTR um, or, you know, marriage or whatever. If you've lost the frame in the relationship, um, do you think it's worth trying to regain the frame? Because some might even say you probably never had it to begin with. But uh, what do you what do you think, Lewis? I think it depends on how long you've been together, what commitments you have, if you have children, et cetera, et cetera. Generally speaking, if there are no long-term ties, i.e. you don't live together, you don't have children um, and you're not married, then no, um, generally you, you don't try and regain the frame. To be honest, it's kind of a beautiful thing because even if you were married, had children, the rest of it, the path that you would take would still be very much the same. And the path of the man is the freight train. And it is very much the case of, I'm a very tolerant guy. I'm very reasonable. And look, to be honest, as, as men who have you know grown up and been refined, we are quite tolerant. We're not as fussy. We're not as picky. We're not as fucking sensitive as women. That, you know, if, if that's wrong, then shoot me. I, I don't care. It's, it's, you know, if people think that's wrong, then I can give a fuck. It's what I believe to be the truth. We're not as sensitive. All right? So... The, the sex that is so tolerant, which is what we are, for us to have those few boundaries where we say, you know, absolutely not, don't do that, I don't like it, et cetera, et cetera. If they carry on pushing that, and guess what? That is the point where you say, I don't give a fuck if I've got kids of you, I don't give a shit if I've got a house of you, I don't care if I've got a marriage of you, I will still walk away if you push me fucking far enough. Don't try it, okay? You, 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 don't, you don't say that. You don't say that to them because the fact that you've needed to say that to them, all right, shows weakness in their mind. They'll clock that as weakness. But if they can feel and if they truly believe that's what you will do, guess what? They're going to be more cooperative. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like uh, that's perfect if if you've led with that from the beginning and you've maintained that. But if like there's so many guys, uh, like Rich Cooper calls it betaization through uh, a thousand concessions, right? Like you start operating in your woman's frame as soon as she starts doing little things like, Hey, can you start, can you start putting your colored socks in the colored bin? And, you know, you start acquiescing to these little things over time, you eventually lose frame. And, and it's like, it, it's almost subconscious for men, you know, they become these betas in the relationship. And, and then, they're, then they're like, then they're like Googling shit online. Like, how do I get my wife to have sex with me and shit? Guess like, what? Guess what? All, all women soon change when they realize that other women want to fuck you. Yeah. They soon change. They'll change regardless, regardless of if they start to take on the frame in the relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once again, if you're not afraid to lose them, that's base level one. Okay. That stops you acting needy. That stops you being so submissive. Two, if you start improving yourself and you go out and you do things and you're not afraid of losing everything, the house, the wife, the kids, et cetera, et cetera, and she notices or believes that other women find you attractive, find you valuable, she'll change. She'll change in a fucking heartbeat, regardless of what's gone on before. That's what okay. I believe, anyway. Adding, adding on to that, a lot of women, so, so you were talking about, um, you know, what they, what they say they want, what they think they want. There's another bit that goes on to that, actually, which um, I think it was Ross Jeffries said, you know, there's what they say they want, what they think they want, what they want, and then what they respond to, which is the unflattering truth. A lot of women think, they actually think they want to fatten the guy up so that other girls won't want him. But when they fucking do... When they fed him all those cookies and said, oh, you don't need to wear those tight tops anymore. You don't need to have those muscles. When they get what they want, it is, you know, it's postman time. Because the truth is, postman Pat's coming back. Because this, as Lewis said, you know, when you're on a date with a girl, 
and the waitress starts flirting with you and all the girls on the street start eyeing you up because you look good because you're in the early phases of your dating like when you're single you're in shape if you're not in shape you need to you know what i mean when you're single you usually look amazing like your body of a young man knows that it needs to reproduce and it knows if it's not getting laid and it's like it knows that it has to be in a prime optimal shape you know most men when they meet their partners they're in great shape that's why we have the honeymoon period where they fuck you to keep you and to fuck you to qualify themselves to keep you around you know when i was out and about with with beautiful women recently you know and and you see the waitress flying with me and you you know and and then girls on the street start flying with me because i've been talking to people all day i'm socially loose and of course, you know, when they see you with a good looking girl, they all want you. And as long as you're still taking care of yourself, you're dressing nicely for the date. It'll always end in sex. It always does. Assuming you're not needy, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, when you a lot of these guys who've got no frame, they know that like this was maybe like the first girl they met at work or something. They don't have a quality dating profile. They don't have a social circle. They don't have cool, interesting hobbies. They've stopped going to the gym. They've stopped doing all those things that made them who they were. They don't like their life. Their only sense of enjoyment comes from the girl. 90% of these guys who've got no frame, they know they're not the prize. They know other women don't want to fuck them. They know they can't just go like that and have the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's, they don't have a backup plan. There is no backup plan for me. When I walked away from my relationship, I was able to get the backup plans out on dates. Now, the fact that, that I was in such a low vibration meant that I screwed it up. But I, I remember Lewis, you remember, I was like, here's backup plan. Let's go. And I was very proud of the fact that I had that, that I was like, here are my orbiters who I'm going to line up for the, if it goes wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds bad, but that is how we do it. When you're in the casual phase, you line up your backup. Now, a lot of these guys, they don't have a backup plan. They don't have a professional Tinder or Hinge profile. There is no plan B, and they don't like their life. Like Your life has to be the party boat, not the Titanic that's sinking. Your life has to be the boat with music and champagne. It has to be the boat that everyone wants to fucking join. If your life isn't cool enough to join, you've got to do something about that in order to have frame. Yeah. One thing I want to add to that, and it goes sort of back to what I'm saying, like, if you've lost frame, is it worth trying to regain it? A, a point I think, I, uh, I think we're all sort of making here, but I don't know if, if we've explicitly said it, is you need to, if you're going to try to regain frame, you need to do it for yourself, right? You need to make it about, you know what? I've noticed that I've gained a lot of weight. I need, I, I feel better if I work out you know, I feel better if I act a certain way and you shouldn't be doing it so that you could get your partner back so that you could get your partner to have sex with you again. Because if you're doing it to try to get her to do something, you're operating in her frame now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a slightly better way to operate in her frame, but it, it's still. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, I will say this on that front, right? A lot of guys, once again, this is why I kind of call out a lot of guys on their bullshit, I think. A lot of guys say that they're doing things for themselves, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of women say that they're doing things for themselves. As a guy, I truly believe you're never going to be as abundant until you've been with a certain amount of women. When you've been with a certain amount of women, although your, your partners don't want to hear about all your previous sexual experiences, right? but as soon as you've been with a certain amount of them, you become a believer. You have faith. You stop dying yourself. You stop being afraid. It doesn't hold the same value that it once did. You know, that fear of being alone or that fear of all women walking away from you, it's gone. It's completely gone. It's, it's fucking vanished. You don't, you don't truly have that until you've got a certain amount of experience. I'm not necessarily telling guys that, you know, they've got to go and fuck everything that moves, but they certainly have got to go and have a certain amount of experience. And by experience, I mean experience with women that actually do want to have sex with them yeah <laughs> until you have that you don't have that kind of stoic confidence yeah. yeah very well said well guys it's been an hour and this conversation has been excellent but i think we'll we'll go ahead and close out here luke where can people find you online uh, so on Instagram, I'm I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. So Instagram is Luke underscore Aylward. And then on TikTok, I think it's Luke Aylward too. I think. I think so. Well, it, we'll post it in the, 
the description. Lewis, you got you got you start you posted a video the other day on TikTok. I need more of these, man. Where yeah. can, can, can oh, I sure. post your can I post your TikTok in the description? You can, you can, my friend. Go ahead. Arabian Viking. That's me. Arabian Viking. Yeah, he did one. Have you made any more since that video? It was on how women can approach guys. I, I, I haven't, I haven't yet. I'm going to, my girlfriend saw it and subscribed straight away. And she was just like, Oh, look at you. Look how many girls like your video. And guess what? You yep. know, she started Status. reacting a certain way. Yeah. This comes back to what I'm talking about boys. Right. It's on the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> nurse, nurse chick has pretty much been following my TikTok since the beginning. And she loves like all the videos that I put out and she agrees with all of them. She's even read the books. Like she's, she read unplugged alpha and now she's having, her son read it, which I'm just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> Good how stuff, is, guys. What's that? How old is her son? Is he like over 16 then or something? No, no, he's, he's 14. And it, it, the funny thing is too, I, I uh, listened to it again for the second time recently. And some of the shit he's talking about, which is like a chick with genuine desire will let you fuck her in the ass and stuff. Like, I'm like, she's letting her son listen to this, but I was like, you know what? Not my problem. I'm not, I don't parent her kids. So. <laughs> well, that's on her. That's on her. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Man. Okay, <laughs> cool. God bless. Cheers for having us. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming on guys. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. Luke Lewis. It's always good talking to you guys. Lewis has been too long, man. It's been too long. Uh, you've been away from the 3% man Facebook group for a while. And uh, so it's good to start seeing you uh, posting again. I liked the, your, uh, your, the TikTok video you, you posted the other day. I really want to see more of that kind of stuff. I just like hearing from you, man. I just, I get a kick out of your perspective on life. And I just, I, you know, I really learn a lot from you actually. And like, maybe that's why, maybe that's why everyone calls you the professor. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all I got for this week. We'll see you next time. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.